The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman here and just me again. We had Nate Newton for a couple of days. We had uh, the uh, shuffling of the podcast lineups uh, the last couple of uh, times we were here, uh, Wednesday and Monday. But now we are kind of back to normal. It's a day off for the players, uh, as we as they they've had a whole bye week, and now they uh, they're back Monday, and now they have their regular day off. Now they get back into schedule again as they get prepared for the L.A. Rams this Sunday at noon. It's kind of weird to play a noon game. hasn't Haven't had many of them uh, in a while, but uh, we do have a noon game uh, at AT and T Stadium on Sunday against the Rams, and that'll be uh, interesting to see if the Cowboys can get to 5-2. and two. All right, you know how it works. Give us a call, 888-855-2297. That's the phone line. The text line is 817-290-3298. Uh, we'll get some uh, text messages as well. But uh, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what, what you had to say. I think it was it was a good couple of days uh, to have uh, Nate in here. He obviously provides a, a different perspective than than I can uh, could, could ever bring. Uh, and and he, it's funny how it always goes back to that offensive line, which many people say you know, it doesn't matter if you've played in the league at, at offensive line or not. That's where it kind of starts. It starts in the trenches, and with Big Nate, it always it always doesn't, and and rightfully so. I mean, when when you think about when that offensive line is pushing and, and creating holes and, and giving Dak or any quarterback time, uh, it, it can set the tone for the entire uh, the entire game, even the entire season, because it can kind of bring the attitude that you want for that offensive line. So uh, that's where you know the Cowboys needed to to work on that here in, in uh, with their bye week. Let's see if they. Uh, can can get things together on that offensive line because I, I know he's not maybe the same as he was a few years ago, but Aaron Donald's still Aaron Donald, and uh, he's still still a guy to to deal with. So um, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, some things Jerry Jones said on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, he uh, basically um, doesn't sound like he's interested in initiating any trades uh the trade deadlines here in the next week or so but uh you know they're, they're always going to listen if something uh opens i think that they do feel like they, they like the roster as is but you know if something materializes I, I believe they said the same thing and then they traded for amari cooper so uh, it, it always happens you're not really you know gung-ho about getting someone but uh you're going to be paying attention if if, if if a guy is available that can help the team right now and maybe help the team in the future all right let's go to the line so let's get let's get right to it here uh michael in california michael what's up Hey, what's going on, Nick? Hey, uh, good morning, everybody, and, and shout out to the whole Cowboys Nation. <laughs> I'm out here in, in uh, beautiful coasting, California, and, and, uh, but uh, I just want to get right to it, Nick. Hey, I, I just want to say I listened to that radio interview this morning with Jerry Jones, and, mm-hmm. and, and I was a little irritated with it. I, I think that it's a classic case of the rich keep getting richer. And what I mean to that is, is all the good teams, you know, that, that are contenders and all that, mm-hmm. you see them making these power moves and, and, and acquiring more talent, and it seems like it don't stop. It's like they require one, and they just keep on acquiring more, you know? 
Yeah. I think Jerry Jones, he, it seems like, um, you know how I, I remember Brian Broaddus always saying, don't fall in love with your roster. Always, you know, it's a business decision. You know, you got to separate the feelings and the, and the business, you know? Yeah. I know Jerry Jones is a smart man. Obviously, he brought he brought us three titles, you know? But, I mean, man, I'm just getting really frustrated here, you know? Well, where, well what would you want to do? I mean, like, like uh, what, okay. what, what would be a move that you would like to make? Yes, sir. If you would ask me, there's two moves that I would like to make. Obviously, our running game is not is not business right now. So what I would like to see is, is uh, uh, that, that running back, Javante Williams. I think I may have the first name wrong, but Williams from uh, Denver. I would like to go pick him up. And also that, that defensive tackle from Washington who had a whole lot to say about losing for seven years. Come on over to Dallas, baby, and let's go to the playoffs and make it happen. Yeah. That's what I would say. Those are two big moves right there. I would say what it would cost us two third round picks to go get that running back Williams from Denver, and hey, maybe a first round pick for the defensive tackle in Washington. If you ask me, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's doable, you know. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I, I like it. You know, you you can say that kind of stuff. That's why that's why I say it all the time. It's a it's a fan show. You guys can say that kind of stuff. Uh, I probably with guys under contract, I won't. I'll kind of shy away from that. But I'll, I'll say this. Um, it's going to take more to get any play, anybody from Washington than it would if, let's say, the Bengals were calling Washington. It's just going to take more. Uh, they're, they're not going to trade uh, within the division anybody. They're not going to trade anybody within the division unless you know unless they're getting absolute top dollar, and 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 maybe it's got to be way more than than what anyone else is getting. And and you know I don't blame them for that. So uh, I don't I don't see those moves happening. I don't see the Cowboys going and trading a first-round pick for anybody uh, unless it is somebody that they could sign uh, long-term and, and maybe somebody they've had their eyes on and said, hey, we, we, we want this guy, um, and, and we, we'll sign him you know, for a few years down the road. But you know, I'm not sure that – I'm with you on, on a bigger back. Uh, I don't know if that's the problem, though. I really don't. I think the problem with the running game is probably the offensive line. I think Rico Dowdle can run the ball well if you give him opportunities. I, I don't think it's necessarily a running back issue. Um, not to say that I wouldn't entertain that if, if something was open, but and only because of the fact that you've got Tony Pollard on a one-year franchise deal, and he probably won't. You know, I mean, I'm not saying he won't be back, but we'll see. We'll see. It's it's not. It's obviously going to have to be a new contract. So you've got some situation at running back that that for the future uh, looks a little cloudy. So if there's a situation you could get, it, as long as it makes sense long term. All right, let's go to another call. Aaron in Youngstown, Ohio. Aaron, hey, what's, hey, what's going on, Nick? Been not listening much, to every man. every show for ten years, and finally was able to get through. So oh, great, cool. great to talk to you. Thanks, Aaron. So. Yeah, so uh, my my question kind of wanted to touch on the uh, trade deadline coming up because, I mean, obviously the Eagles make a move and then everybody just loses their mind. Mm -hmm. Y'all have Jerry saying that he never wants to do anything, never wants to improve the team. Yet everyone forgets that they just made two trades in the offseason that they never do. But since they didn't do it in the season, it doesn't count as trying to improve (laughs) your team. And then – Everybody also forgets that we did just sign Rashawn Evans. I mean, he started 17 games last year, had 160 tackles and two and a half sacks with the Falcons. And I mean, 
if he, we would have traded for him, would everybody look at that as an improvement? But since he was just a claim to the practice squad, does that just not move the needle? Even though, I mean, he's only 27 years old, so obviously he's going to be able to make some type of impact. So just never really understood why whenever the Eagles make a move, everybody always jumps on the Cowboys acting like they never do anything whenever they forget that they've been trading for people the last two years that they never do claiming people to the practice squad of positions of need, but everybody just ignores that aspect. So just wanted you to touch on that a little bit and then had an old timer point for you of who for this defense right now, which linebacker do you think would be a better fit Dexter Coakley or that win? And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for everything. you nice. do. Nick. Thanks, Aaron. I'm going to put a star by your name. Great call. Um, I, I really appreciate that, that perspective. Because it, it, not every fan has it. And we just had back-to-back calls here. No offense to the first call, Michael. I get it. Frustrated. You can be frustrated. I, I understand that. But it's, it's nice to follow that up with another call. A little bit of more voice of reason. Of let's, and, and, and while that first call was going on, I was kind of thinking that about the trades. I'm glad I didn't say it because I would have stolen the, the Aaron's point. But, but yeah, I mean... They've made trades in the offseason. They, they they did some things. Okay, so so they're not doing it right now, or at least they haven't yet. But they I, this team doesn't stand back and 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 you know does they don't they don't do not with McCarthy here. Like with, with you look at what they did last year, I mean they added a lot of pieces. Um and, and, and they continue to do that. I mean, this team this team has added three former first round picks since the start of the season. Now, it, 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 that's that's not exciting to you. That's that's fine. I mean, they're obviously on the street or available for a reason. But they went out and they traded for for Trey Lance for a guy that they could they could develop and, and maybe down the road and and Noah Igbenogany, um, you know, hadn't said that in a while. So I think that's I think that's still right. Igbenogany, um, who scored your first touchdown of the season, and he hasn't contributed a whole lot, and I I, I get that. Uh, and now Rashawn Evans as well. So, you know, and you go back to last year, they, they were doing it as well um, when, when opportunities came up to, to, to get players, um, you know, that that are, that are getting names. And, and the, the Eagles got, what, Kevin Byard? Is that his name? I mean, like, that's a, that's a Pro Bowl safety. It's a guy that you've heard, and they went and they traded a couple of picks down the road to, to go do that. You know, the, don't act like the Cowboys don't do that. They, they, they've done that as well. They did it. They've done it this year. They've done it last year. They got Anthony Barr. They they got Jason Peters. They got um, was it Rhodes from um, is that Xavier Rhodes? Uh, the uh, the corner from uh, Minnesota. Um, they you know so they they get names and, and and situations as well. So it's not like they don't do that. Um, for the linebacker that would help this team, Coakley or Dat Win. Well, I mean. They're both they're both some some uh, pretty good playmakers, but I like the speed. You know, I like I like a guy that that can that can go and 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 you know go get the football too as as well. So Dexter Coakley would be my guy. I like both of them though. They both were really good players. And and what I love the most the most about those two is that when Bill Parcells got here, he looked at both of them and said, "This ain't gonna work. I'm sorry, it's not what I'm used to. These two guys are not gonna fit for me." And Mike Zimmer and the other defensive coaches said. 
Coach, just hold on a little bit. Just wait. Just watch him play. And then by the halfway through the year, he loved both of them. And he was and he was wrong. He admitted that. And, you know, so it's not always the size of the of the player or also what you're used to um, as well. So I, I love that. All right, Curtis in Oklahoma is our next call. Curtis, what's up? Hey, thanks again for having me. Sure, man. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. How are you? Good. Uh, two things I wanted to talk about is uh, we talk a lot about the red zone struggles, so I wanted to highlight – a little red zone success, and that was uh, the pass to Brandon Cooks. Uh, Dak Prescott does like a 15-step drop and throws like a fadeaway jumper, <laughs> and um, you don't really see that kind of drop like that very often, so I wanted to know if you thought that was by design. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to say is well, there's been some talk about our offensive line struggling a little bit, and, uh, you know, aside from health, um, I also think if you look around the evolution of the league the last, I don't know, five to eight years, something like that, um, I just think there's so many um, defensive, uh, like, athletes out there. Um, you know, Micah Parsons, Bosa, heck, I, I mean, Khalil Mack had six sacks, uh, you know, the week before we played the Chargers. Um, and then you got, you know, hybrid guys like Mark, Micah Parsons and things like that. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out um, when you think about the line and give them a little more time to deal with all that. All right. Thanks for the thanks for the call. Um, you, you're right. There, there are some there are dynamic defensive players. I think you could argue that there's always been those type of guys. I mean, there, there's you know there's there's always generational players at, at, at defense. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I'll go with you on on that. I mean, yes, there there's great players that you have to scheme and you have to block. I, I I think though when you when you put a lot of assets on the offensive line the way the Cowboys have and, they, and a lot of money's on this offensive line and to not be able to run the football. I mean, yeah, it's it's one thing to stop Bosa and Mac and or for someone to stop Micah Parsons, but but you know you have to be able to run the football as well, move these guys out of the way, get it schemed, get it blocked, and, and we haven't seen that with consistency and the fact that that's kind of the type of team that this that they built around. So they want to have that kind of identity. It ha- it hasn't happened yet, and I think that's where kind of the concern is. So going back to your red uh, red zone question on, on Dak with that. 15 step drop fade away jumper if that was the case i mean uh i mean tony pollard's down there you know setting a pick if you will uh really nice block to 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 not only you know give him some time but you you got to remember how that play developed cooks was on the right side uh maybe in the slot but he had to kind of work his way through uh, all the trash, get all the way across the field. And that's what Dak was backing up, backing up, and giving him time to clear out and make that throw. I thought it was a great throw. I thought it was a great block by Pollard. And I thought it was a great job by Cooks. Kind of, if you go back and watch it, Hell, he kind of jumps in the air. And it's sort of a basketball type of play as well because he jumps in the air with, with a defender on his back knowing that, He's gonna he's gonna kind of you know basically pin him back here and then go make the catch. The not allowing the corner to go get the ball. If he is, he's gonna have to run right through him or or go over his back, which will probably be a penalty. So um, it was a really crafty type type catch by Cooks. A really nice throw and patience by everybody and a good block. So you're right. It's a good time. Good time to talk about that red zone um, touchdown there. All right, let me let me get a text question uh, question here. Um, this is Dan from Philly. He says, as the trade deadline approaches, I'd like to see the Cowboys address the following positions: number running back, a quality starter to take the load, 
cornerback, boundary corner, that can compete for the cornerback three spot as insurance for Bland and Gilmore, and a middle linebacker, Leighton type. Your thoughts? I don't know if you're getting all that in the trade deadline or or any of it, really. Um, I don't believe that they think that they're going to get a running back to take the load. Um, but I understand why you're saying that because I do think Tony Pollard was is better in other role than he is in this one. Um, so I certainly believe that. You know, that, that I think they, that's what they try to get Ibanagadi to do was to be that 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 corner uh, for for insurance. Uh, and then and then Diggs got hurt. So, uh, but we haven't seen it. Jordan Lewis has been back, and so far we hadn't had had to see them play a whole lot. And they're hoping that uh, Nashawn Wright can can factor into that mix as well. Um, and then middle linebacker. Well, I mean, they're going to get Rashawn Evans. That's probably as close as you're going to get there for that. All right, Landon in New Mexico is our next caller. Landon, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I've been listening to you since 2006. You're my favorite out of everybody there. So. Awesome. Love your stuff, man. In your face um, to everyone else. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but anyways, I, I mean, about the trade stuff, um, I mean, I don't, I, I don't really see, like, one glaring weakness on the team other than the offensive line. And, I mean, we're not going to be able to trade for – you know, anything, anything of worth really on the offensive line, probably anything better than our backups. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know why people think that, you know, they want to make a splash play. The Eagle, what the Eagles did is completely different than our situation. They don't really have any weaknesses other than the safety. And then they traded for an all pro. I mean, that, Mm. I mean, between what the caller said earlier about, um, about, you know, why people are, upset about what the Eagles are doing. I mean, that's an all-pro player compared to, you know, Brandon Cooks and, um, and well, I mean, Gilmore's an all-pro, but, I mean, it's been a while since he's been an all-pro. And, and um, I don't know this. I don't know that maybe you, you do. Is, is is Kevin Baird, is he is he still at an all-pro level? And I don't know that either, really. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Baird other than what's been talked about today on the show. So, yeah. I mean, um, I... I but, I don't know. I don't. I mean, that's just what I. I mean, that's that's what the other shows were saying. So, but I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't know that either. But I'm saying they had one weakness pretty much. I mean, all their offensive line is great. Their offense, they don't have any weaknesses on their offense and the defense. That you know, their cornerbacks are good, and that's pretty much their only weakness. I mean, the Cowboys have have some areas like maybe people point to the linebacker, people point to to cornerback now that that Diggs is down, or they point to. Um, you know, the O-line or running back. I mean, I don't – I think Pollard and Rico can be fine if the line can block for them. Yeah, I mean – I agree with that. I just, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else we can trade. I mean, if people want to talk about trades for depth in some certain places, then, I mean, that's – yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, as far as, like, trading a bunch of draft capital away, away for one player that you think is going to come in and get us to the Super Bowl – I just don't see that right now on this team. I agree. I agree with that. Thanks for the thanks for the call, Landon. And, and, and you're right. And, and it's not easy to accept that because your team is four and two. There's teams that are have better records, and Eagles being one of them. And so you 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 want to look back and go, okay, well, well, what are we doing? Why can't we do that? And and knowing that that if you look at that specific move, 
Maybe the Titans called the Cowboys and asked them that. And you wouldn't do you wouldn't do that move. You you've already done that. You've already signed a veteran safety, um, and and two of them actually in the last uh, eight months. I mean, you've signed Donovan Wilson, who's younger, um, and you've also signed Malik Hooker, which I also believe is younger. I mean, I, uh, Chris just just told me right now, uh, Kevin Baird's thirty years old. Um, that's not ancient by the, by you know you can still go make plays. But but um, but they've done that, and, and you and so if the if the Titans had called the Cowboys and said, "What do you think about this?" You wouldn't have done it. I mean, so that's that's the issue. Now maybe they maybe, maybe they said, well, "You got anybody else? Got any other positions?" Um, but but they they don't want to just give up draft capital just to do it. They've already done it. You know, they they've they've lost a fourth round pick to go get a quarterback in development. So. Um, He's not helping you this year, but but they they look at this farther than 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 just down the road a little bit. All right, uh, Steve in Newport, Washington. Steve, hello, hello. How you doing? Hi, Steve. How are you? Good, good. Long time listener, first time caller. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Love your show. I appreciate. I got a uh, two questions, totally unrelated to each other. Cool. First one is. Uh, our draft class this year. Mm. Do you see any contribution this year going forward from them? What happened to Donzie Smith and can any of the other draft picks, if we could see any contribution from them? Uh, Yeah, that's, um, that just reminded me. I think that was a mailbag question today that I haven't answered uh, on that, on that specifically. Um, I don't know if you had another, I had another call. You still there, Steve? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was your second question? The second question is why no number zero on our team? Uh-huh. Uh, there will be. <laughs> there will be. That's funny you asked that. I think there is going to be a number zero, and J. Ron Curse wanted it. Um, he didn't get it. You might see another player uh, get it next year. Um, so I, I, you will, you, you'll see a number zero, but, um, it's not, it's not right now, not this year, but I think you will see it, uh, next year and it probably will be a really, really, really good player. So that's, okay. that's my guess. A really, really, right. really good player is might move to the number zero if he can okay. afford it. All right. Uh, the first, your first question though, I'm looking at the draft class again. I just wanted to remind myself about it. Yeah, this is this is not good for six for six games into the season. I mean, there's there's nobody that is that is producing at all. At all. I mean, like that's you, you wanna you wanna have a little silver lining here, like, well, awesome Richards and no. I mean like like he now he's he's a fifth round pick and he's he's you know, insurance on the offensive line, sometimes active, sometimes not. Uh, if you just go down the list, though, Mozzie Smith has been active, but he's not really doing a whole lot. And 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 the unfortunate thing for me is that there are times in the game. There was a fourth down with the Chargers just the other day. Balls on the two yard line. Fourth down, they could stop this game and probably win it. And they um and he's not in the game. And I would think that's a moment that you would be there, even if you're still learning. I was I would think you could play on the on the on goal line defense and 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 have your strength show up and be a factor. So that's a little concerning. Schoonmaker's had some injuries. Your second-round pick, he's playing some. He, he, I mean, he'll, he'll get out there now with Hendershot banged up. I mean, Schoonmaker is continuing to, to play and get better. 
his hands haven't been as as good as I thought you know they would be um overshown that's just a bad luck you know he was going to be a, a playmaker i think on this defense uh fahoko has not done anything he's really inactive every game awesome richards like i said eric scott's inactive deuce vaughn's now not really a, a factor at all jalen brooks has been active a little bit but not not really doing a whole lot so yeah that's um it's just un- unfortunate and then you look back to the year before where a lot of these guys were playing and playing early tyler smith was f- phenomenal um you know sam williams played a lot jake ferguson uh and then of course Deron bland which is one of your best picks in a long time so um it, it, it's early it's early i've seen it go the other way too i've seen draft classes that you think oh this will be the best of all time this will be a 1964 type of draft and, and it doesn't turn out that way so you got to give it time a little bit but but six games into the season to have none of your draft picks really do anything is a concern. And, and, and they're going to say that it's not, but you know that they're disappointed that nobody's been able to really do a whole lot. All right, let's, uh, let's go to a break real quick. Uh, the phone lines are open, 888-855-2297. Give us a call. Uh, let's chat a little bit. And also a text line, 817-290-3298. Be right back on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, back for Cowboys Storyline here. Got about 20 more minutes or so. We got some uh, calls on the line. Got some text questions as well. We're going to hit the uh, phone line here. Eric in Southern California. I've been holding a little bit. Eric, what's up, man? Hey, Nick. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Um, so I had a question for uh, for you regarding, like, our offensive uh, line. I know a lot of people say, like, that's, uh, uh, you know, a spot that the Cowboys uh, need help with. And I get it, like, the run game and all that. But 
when I look at our offensive line, like everyone that's in our line would be a starter or would be coveted by other teams and wish they had. So what needs to click for them to be producing the way that, you know, they used to or, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. You have another question? No, that was good. Okay, good question, Eric. Um, You know, and and, – and Nate was on yesterday and uh, and last week, and uh, he he would he would speak to this. What you know, it's really about the continuity because you're right about that. When you look at the offensive line, you don't look at a spot and say, ah, "We'll get better there." I'm going to trade for something better than Steele. No, you just signed him. He's your right tackle. You're not going to get anyone better than Zach Martin. Um, uh, you're not going to get anyone better than than Biotish. and Tyler Smith and then Tyron Smith. And I'm not saying you couldn't go acquire someone that's better than them. But just look at what what you're paying them, the dynamic of everything. You're not going to do that. You're not. This is your line. These guys. And, and if you go and get another player, it's probably not going to be better than, than what you already have in in uh, Awesome Richards and, and uh, Idoga and... TJ Bass and, and and those guys like that, you know. So I I, I just think they've got to play together. They've got to they've got to be a little bit more cohesive and, and and you know use this time off, get healthy, and keep playing as a unit. It'll it'll click. I mean, it, this is a first year offensive line coach with the team. Not he's been around for several years, Mike Solari. But this is a you know first year with this team. They're still working on things. They're still they've been in and out of the lineup at training camp. Not giving excuses. I'm just saying it's got to get better with these guys. That's what it has to be. You're not going to go get outside talent. They've got to work together and figure out how to make this thing click. Because if they can, I think the running game will, will be better. And if, it, if that's the case, then that opens up everything else. Uh, so I, I I think they'll they'll be fine. Uh, but you're right with all. Offensive line, that this is kind of what it is. Um, you could probably go get a little, you know, quality depth if, if that's what you want. Maybe a better tackle if you think, you know, Tyron could could have another injury or something like that. I could see you doing that, but for the most part, from your starting five, I mean, this is kind of this is w- what it's supposed to be. Um, all right, let's go to the text line here. Um, this is from R R D J. He says, "Good point on caller number two, which was." Aaron in Youngstown, Ohio, he, w- he was talking about everybody, uh, you know, just don't forget that they have made a lot of moves before. But the text question says, good point, caller number two. Please stop speaking for everyone when you speak on the phone. I respect your thoughts, but you really don't know what everybody's thinking about the Dallas Cowboys. True. And neither do you. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, you, you don't either. So that's that's kind of what you do. You get on the phone and you make a point and and you point out things, um, which I think are true. I mean, I, I I think it is it is something to point out that you know just because you didn't make the move yesterday doesn't mean you haven't made moves. And that's kind of what this fan base has has become. What have you done for me this morning? That's really what it comes down to. I mean, and so you know, just it, it, I think I think it was a good call to point out that they have made some moves. This is their type of move. It didn't fit for them right now, but they do make moves like this. So don't don't be so short sighted. Um, and so and but but I don't agree with that. You know, I don't think anyone's speaking for everyone. You don't you don't you you're just throwing out some points and and 
that's that's kind of what we do. Um, and, and and his point wasn't wrong, and neither is you is yours. It's just that we're all you know we're all trying to do this together, and that's what this show is about. It's to it's to throw out your stuff. So I don't think anyone's speaking for everyone, um, and and I don't think he was, and and you know, but no one really knows what everybody's thinking. I mean, except for the fact that everybody wants to go and wants to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what that's what they want, and you know, and that's that's what you know, Cowboy fans. Um, doesn't matter where you live. If you live in Virginia, you live in California, New Jersey. I mean, you want the Cowboys to win. If you live right here in Dallas, Texas, in Arlington, you even you want to win even more. You know, I mean, especially when you see success that's happening right around them. I think everybody's excited here about the Texas Rangers that are now going to the World Series for the first time in 12 years. It's pretty awesome. I was really, really excited about it. But I also know that I haven't looked yet, but I will guarantee you I've got some somebody on Twitter saying, well, at least somebody from Arlington can win a championship. I, I get it. I mean, that's that's what's going to happen. Um, good for the Rangers. Good for that. That'll be exciting news. But it only makes everybody a little bit more hungrier for this Cowboy team to go win. All right, let's go to the uh, phones of Rob in New Jersey. Rob, what's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm hey. good. How are you? All right. A long, long time listener, long time fan of you for years, um, especially back in the days when it was just uh, you and Nick, uh, uh, you and uh, Derek. Me and Derek. That's uh, right. Yep. That's way back. <laughs> well, my question is this. Um, I want uh, You answered my question as far as the old line. Everybody, you got it pinned down from the, a previous caller. You, you, you answered it. And I'm, I'm happy for that. My second question is this. What is your evaluation of Gilmore uh, after uh, six games? What do you really think about him? I mean, I have my thoughts, but I'm just curious as to where you think he is. I mean, we got him yeah. here. We're, we're, we're hoping that things work out for the, for the next 11 games, but what is your thoughts on him? Did you just Thank say you. Gilmore? Is that who, what you said? Yeah, the cornerback. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore. Okay, I'll just make sure I heard that right before you. Uh, yeah. we, we let you go. Thank you for the call, Rob. I think that Gilmore is a really good number two cornerback. That's what I think. That's exactly what they traded to, to, for him to be. He's a guy that's made plays, not afraid of the moment. Uh, he's you know he, he's he's on the back nine of his career. I think. Um, I don't think he's on the 18th hole, but I, I, I do think he's, you know, he, he's he's had a great career and he's still a really good player, serviceable player. The Cowboys went and that was their move. That was their Kevin Byard type move. They just did it earlier on. Fifth round pick, I believe, traded for the Colts and got him um, to pair him up with Trayvon Diggs. Now Trayvon Diggs is out for the season and he's got to be the guy. Um, and, and, and Deron Bland as well, but both of them. And, and, you know, if if he was still at that high level, you're not getting him for a fifth round pick, and I don't think the Colts are letting him go. So, you you know, it, it's unfortunate. It's just he is probably playing exactly like you would want him to play for this for the role that they had him playing. But now, as the number one guy, you know, I mean, he he's gonna he, he's gonna miss some. I mean, you know, Keenan Allen is really good, and so is. Uh, that beast in Philly there, A.J. Brown. And then and then you've got, you know, a Heisman Trophy winner, a first-round pick on the other side. That's the problem with with what what they're about to face. And and you have to match playmakers. And when they had when they faced a team that had a lot of them, like the 49ers, it was ugly. 
It was, it, I mean, they, they just have no answer for it. So we'll see what happens when, when you know, you, you face a team that, that has a lot more. You know, the Chargers had some, but not, not a ton, especially on the perimeter. So Gilmore, I think he's playing well. They need him to play even better, and that's probably not what he's capable of doing. He's, he's capable of playing what he is, but, but you know what? Give him credit. He goes and makes the interception, though, to, to close out the game. So um, it's, not, it's not bad at all. It's, it's, it's good. Um, it's just that, you know, he was supposed to be the number two corner, and he's, and he's not. All right, Michael in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, you're next. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Hey, Players Lounge and Hanging with the Boys is uh, two shows I used to won't, not want to miss, but now this is the one I don't want to miss. I look forward to storyline. Thank you so I much. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you this, I look forward to doing it. I mean, I really do. Not to be cheesy, corny, or whatever, but I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to you guys. I enjoy, you know, getting your perspective, uh, and, and it really helps me. It helps me kind of understand what 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 the what the fan base is thinking. And they don't speak for everyone, but when you when you listen to a lot of calls like this, you kind of get a, a good idea of of what the fans are thinking. So, and it, it helps me. It helps put out articles on our website too. So, I think it helps the fans too to get better perspective sure. i've got two, two questions go for it the first one is if Dak prescott had eight interceptions right now and at least one fumble loss what would they be doing to him i mean everybody you know the fans uh, Who, whose stat media. line whose stat line did you just read that's hurt okay okay got it he's got eight interceptions he has eight interceptions he got three in one game, put into seven, Dang. and then against the uh, Dolphins, Dolphins, he got yeah. one, put yeah. eight. Yeah. Well, if you know eight, eight interceptions, um, that's that's higher than you know. What would they be doing? Yeah, they they would they would you know certainly they would be pointing that out. I, I mean, I would know that. I don't really, I didn't know that about Hertz, but I would definitely know that. You know what I mean? If it was Dak and the people in, in Philly and whoever would definitely know that Dak has eight interceptions because that's, it would be publicized. But I mean, how many rushing touchdowns, you know, how many first downs d- d- does he get there? You know, I mean, he, 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 pl- he makes some plays too, and his team's five and one, and they're really good. I mean, they're, they're, they're good. He's a good player. And so, you know, I didn't think it was that many, honestly, but. You know, it, it Dak. That's that's what happens. That's what happens. Do you have another question? Yeah, the other is the Forty uh, ers have lost two straight. The Eagles lost, you know, last week, uh, and they both have really difficult schedules in the mm-hmm. next two months. I believe the Cowboys can catch and pass both of them. Yeah. What do you? Think? Yeah, I I think. Thanks for the call, Michael. And and what I think is that this bye week in the last. You know, two weeks really has let everybody kind of know that, you know, nobody's running away with anything. Nobody, just two weeks, you know, two weeks. I mean, think about what you thought about Buffalo. All right. Nah, they've lost it a little bit here. Detroit. Oh, Detroit. They're now Lamar Jackson owned them. You know, 49ers, same thing. Um, Cowboys, week. You know, a couple weeks before, you know, I mean, what you thought about the Cowboys. I mean, everybody's got some really bad losses in there or surprising losses. And so, 
it's still early. It's still early. Four, I mean, a lot of teams are four and two, five and two, four and three, three and four. I mean, they're all right there. And, and, and that's exciting. I mean, that's there for the taking. So, yeah, the Cowboys can catch people. They, but they, you know, but Arizona, is Arizona one and five? We know what the one is. So that right there should let everyone know that, you know, the Cowboys, they haven't beaten anybody really great at all. I mean, I think the Chargers are decent, you know. I mean, they're they're going to be okay. They're in the middle of the pack. New England, what I don't know what New England is. I mean, I thought they were pretty bad, but of course they they won the division game against Buffalo and and the Giants came, you know, won. I mean, but they're not they don't seem to be very good either. So the Cowboys really haven't beaten anybody that's that's good good. The Jets are decent, you know, could beat the Eagles. So it's all there. I think the Cowboys have the ability to beat the best team in the league, um, whoever that is. They also seem to be able to lose to the worst team in the league, whoever that is. All right, let's go to uh, Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. Is our next call, Sebastian? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you. <laughs> you actually said right into my point perfectly. I have two things. First thing is Mike McCarthy. Second thing is front office big picture. The Eagles are moving. I'm noticing like they've been there before. Obviously, they've been to the Super Bowl recently. They're being very aggressive. I would love to see our front office be more aggressive uh, towards the trade deadline or just anything, just any way to acquire players to add to our already good defense and offense. And then that leads me to the Mike McCarthy thing. I'm a very big fan of Mike McCarthy's. I am, however, very surprised that a coach with his level of experience has struggled somewhat with play calling. I would not not just the aspect of how the players actually execute. But I find that sometimes his play calling is a little off. And with someone with so much experience, especially sitting and watching Kellen for the last three years prior to taking over, I would expect him to be a little better at the play calling and the use and utilization of the players that he has on his team. But it's early in the season, like you said. I'll hang up and listen. You have a great day. All right. Thank you. Uh, You have a good day as as well. Uh, You know, um, yeah, he's he's – you know, I'm sure like anything, I mean, you're kind of rusty at, at doing it. But and not only that, I mean, even if you've calling, even if you've called plays, you know, for years and you don't take any break in doing that, you still got to kind of figure out how to how to apply it to the team that you have here. You know, these guys, um, uh, this offense, this, you know, what what what, you know, this personnel can do. So I still think that they're, they're adjusting and. He said it a couple of times, and this will go back to your first question, I think, about the trade deadline and and acquiring players. If there is a move that the Cowboys make, and I don't know this, that they will, but I could see it being a running back because I've heard McCarthy say this on two occasions. Last year, they had two number one running backs. Uh, He considered Pollard at one and then also Zeke. And they don't have that right now. They don't have two number ones. So I if you're gonna do anything, I, I could see maybe, you know, because that that would be a trade you could make. You could you could get someone's running back, you know, especially depending on their, you know, contract and, and what they've got left. You could probably get a, a running back from someone, somebody that has experience, somebody that's bigger. Um, and you also don't need to really you don't you don't really need a lot of time in learning the system 
for the most part, you know, you can run the ball. You can get in there. That's why you see rookies kind of have success early. Um, they have to understand the blitz pickup and the, the, that scheme and all that. But for the most part, they could step in. So if there is any move, I could see that being the case. We've talked about the first part. You know, I think the Cowboys are more aggressive than, than they get, they, they've been given credit for. Um, they've made some moves. They didn't make any yesterday or today so far, but um, I don't think that they're they're sitting on their hands by any means. They they know that they've got to do some, you know they they got to do some things. Um, all right, let's go to. I have a text question here from uh, Wilson in Virginia Beach. What's the deal with Eric Scott? Is he going to be a next season player? So much talk of him prior to the season. Yeah, I mean, he played a lot in training camp, got a lot of snaps there. They didn't give a ton to Diggs. You know, Diggs was out for a little bit um, at training camp. And then, you know, uh, Gilmore didn't practice all the time. And, um, you know, I think Nashawn got injured. Um, And so, you know, and and Kelvin Joseph wasn't practicing a whole lot. I mean, Eric Scott got a lot of reps. He got a lot of reps. And and Jordan Lewis was out the whole time. And he did a really nice job. Um, but right now he's not in that mix of, of uh, he's not better than the guys that they have. So yeah, he is probably a next um, next season type of player. He might have to play some this year, but yeah, I, I think so. Um, all right, Bob in Rio Grande Valley is our tenth caller. Bob, what's up? How you doing, Nick? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I tell you what, at uh, congratulations to the Rangers. They yeah. beat my Astros, but I still got a Texas team and uh, going to the World Series, and the Rangers fans certainly deserve it. Well, thank you so much. You're a lot classier than uh, I probably would have been on the other side of it. I would have been like, no, I don't have a Texas team. That's my team. No, it's, um, a, it's a it's a it's a hit, it's a heated rivalry for sure, and uh, it, it was very is. intense. And it was a, a very uh, exciting series to think that all you know the road team won every game. That's that's amazing. To get to the point of my call, that uh, I uh, uh, let's say you had a, a four-star restaurant that you had gone to for a number of years, and you could depend on getting the same quality of food and the same dishes that you enjoyed. And all of a sudden, the owner decides to shake up his kitchen staff mm-hmm. and his cooks. Are you going to have the same thing? That's exactly what has happened to us this year with our coaching staff. And that's one reason why we've got this element of confusion that we've got and and the lack of cohesion in this. That's my point. It, uh, I, I think that uh, uh, Jerry sometimes outsmarts himself, and I think that the decision to just really shake up the coaching staff that uh, this year was one one of his major mistakes. Now, that's all I got today, buddy. Have a all good right. one. You too. Um I'm a fan of analogies now. I, I like analogies. I don't know if I love this one um, because I don't think it was just all the cooks. I mean, in, in the kitchen, I, I don't, you know, he added the cooks. It's not what you're saying. Uh, but Dan Quinn is still here. I mean, like your defense is still pretty much intact. Um, you know, he, he had to make a, a decision they had to make that decision with Kellen Moore, and, and 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 you know I think I think Mike McCarthy feels like he he's he doesn't have a lot of time here, and so he's going to do it his way. And he tried with the Kellen Moore situation. There were some they, they just didn't agree in all situations, and so they they had to make a change. And so by making a change, that's what they did. They added you know they 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 got rid of him, and he's calling the play. I mean. I think you see changes a lot in your coaching staff. 
Um, but I, I don't think it was a huge overhaul. I really don't. I don't think this is this is that big of a, of a drastic change. So let me see if I can get one more caller in before we go. Uh, Michael in Savannah, Georgia. Michael, what's up? Hello. Uh, I'm calling because uh, the last game that when they played the show, I um, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Yeah, let's turn it down. Yes. There we go. Uh, yes. Um, the play calling and the time that elapsed in the when they played the Chargers, for being an experienced uh, head coach, I'm concerned about the mistakes that have been taking place at that area of the game. And also, my second question is, do you think that the Cowboys should go out and reach, try to get a, a spirit wide receiver to help open up the game, the offensive game with Gallup and the other uh, receivers? Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks for the call. Let me answer that part first. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to get an experienced receiver. They, they've already done that. This is, this is kind of... You know, this is the bed that they've made at receiver. They, they, they've they got everything that you would want. When you think about just creating a receiver class, you're like, all right, I need a star. I need a, a first-round pick star-type receiver that can line up anywhere. Okay, cool, you have that. I need a veteran guy. I need a veteran, crafty, uh, speed guy that could, that's been around and had success. I got that guy. He's Brandon Cooks. I need another guy. I need another guy that can that can you know he can run good routes. Uh, you know he can go a little deep. He can. He's been around. He's you know I, Michael Gallup. You want him to be better, but that's what you have. You have him. He's had some success. He's had close to a thousand yard season. He's. I mean he's a number three receiver and he's pretty good there. I want a young guy that can play special teams. That's learning, developing. I got that guy in Jalen Tolbert. And I need another guy. How about a little shift, shifty, smaller guy that can do reverses and all kinds of weird gadget type things? Got that guy in Turpin. You have the guys here at receiver. They just got to get blocked. They got to get on the same page. But you're not going to go add anyone else. As for the mistakes, yeah, I mean, it's concerning. I mean, it, 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 pre-snap penalties. McCarthy has said it a lot. They got to fix the pre-snap penalties. Some of that is on the coaching. It's not just players just jumping off sides or lining up wrong. They do that. But sometimes the coaches aren't giving the players, you know, they're 12 men on the field. That happened a couple of times. You start calling too many timeouts in the third quarter, you're going to lose games because you can't stop the clock late in the game. So, yeah, it, it's a problem. It's a problem with the coaches. It's a problem with the players. They have to figure that out. All right. Great show, guys. It was good being back kind of in the in the, in the the same format again. Got 11 calls. That's really good. Uh, awesome on a Tuesday. Tomorrow, we'll get kind of focused a little bit more on the Rams coming in. So it should be a lot of fun. All right, for Chris Beam, I am Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!